Magic Without Fears Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. The Magical Diary of Me on the Path to Becoming a Magician. Ritual Diary, May 5th, 1996 to May 9th, 1997. Covered this in a previous video. When I first started practicing, sorry, not let's let's do it over. So May, May sixteenth, nineteen ninety six. <clears throat> I did have a diary before this, but it wasn't. Proper, and it was when I was first really seriously saying, okay, let's give the LBRP a real chance and get over my deterrence from the Archangelic names and the Christian Judeo content that was somewhat perturbing to me as a more Celtic Wiccan Druid type person. So my notes are the LBRP is a ritual that in order to be effective must be performed once a day, either in the morning or before you go to sleep. Obviously now I would say, you know, it's good to do in the morning and in the evening, but there's a good argument also for not doing it every day once you uh, get, but you know, in the beginning, you definitely, I'd say the first year, why not do it the first year twice a day? Or if you subscribe to the school of thought, um, you know, Nick Farrell and others would suggest, then do the LIRP in the morning and the LPRP at night. I don't think that's going to be a problem. It's probably not a bad way to do magic. Uh, and to start things off. That's probably not bad. Of course, I was following along with Don Craig's book, so I was sort of going with what he recommended along with what I'd initially learned in my first exposure through Regardi's Tree of Life. So this ritual is used in conjunction with other rituals as well as on its own. It functions by the summoning of the four archangels, creating the Kabbalistic cross, and finally the banishing of negativity. The overall effect is that I have become happier and more liked by others. That was the, that was one of the really crazy things. So I was in high school, and this would have been um, the end of grade 9. I started doing this ritual. So I was, I was 14 on uh, May 5th. Uh, um, sorry, May 16th, 19th. 96 and I as soon as within a, within days if not w weeks I, of doing this ritual I was like 
the way people just were responding to me at high school and just my even my mom and sister who I live with was was shocking. It was overwhelming. It was a it was radical shift in the way I was treated by people. Like uh, I went from literally from starting to practice this ritual work. I went from being a scorned sort of you know chubby goth kid wearing all black to someone who people found fascinating and was a good listener and was interesting and, and comforting to be around. It was crazy. From that stage on, people really started coming to me in the school and, you know, if, would talk to me. Uh, exchange students would sit down with me on a bus on the way home and, and talk to me and tell me about their lives in Europe and, and, you know, share their secrets or trust with me. And, you know, I was sort of an outsider. So that, that was, that's often, I think for a lot of us sort of, uh, fringe kids, we become these sort of confidants, but I hadn't been up till that point. Um, really that kind of person, I was considered more weird and, and not really liked in that way. So once I started doing that ritual, this ritual work though, that really shifted. And I was like, Oh, well maybe archangels aren't so bad after all. Um, maybe I can, I can get down with a bit of this stuff. I was already, um, r really fascinated by Kabbalah and Le Alephus Levy. And of course, you know, all the other works of Yeats Crowley and, and McGregor Mathers and all that stuff. But I was more inclined to the paganistic stuff and the Egyptian stuff and the Celtic, of course. So I wasn't doing the rituals regularly like daily daily at first but I as I started to do them more regularly it became very apparent that I needed to keep doing them to really uh get what I could out of them and it, and it was it was just surprising also I remember feeling when I did those first LVRPs the energy around me the sphere around me it took way less effort than than um the pagan kind of work I was doing and it just sort of happened on its own like I was tapping into some real cosmic structures that were that were really no joke so <clears throat> a month later you can see i uh well three weeks later um <laughs> i i must have kept doing it but not been doing a diary entry i say i no longer make any mistakes when i perform when performing ritual must pronounce words perfectly for the strongest effect and I think that's because I was even, even then I was stumbling over some of the words. And the way I first learned the LVP was I just wrote it out on a piece of paper and held it in front of me with the words and everything as I went through it because it, it seemed really complicated compared to the kind of magic I had been doing. Um, so from, from uh, May 16th to uh, June 3rd, I really put in as much work as I could. I was going into it heavily. Um, and trying to not miss much, but I wasn't writing in my diary religiously because, again, despite, well, no, I hadn't quite gotten into Franz Barden yet, and it was really with Franz Barden a year later that I started, well, it was this summer that I started realizing how important it was to be rigorous with the diary. So fast forward a couple more weeks, I must never forget to do the ritual slowly and precisely with full con and continual visualizations. So I was getting com comfortable with the ritual and I was starting to move through it a bit more quickly. Um, and I started to notice that it, it wasn't as powerful if I didn't really stay present. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And then uh, there's another note here. So these are notes. I just realized what these actually are. Um, here's where I wrote out the, the LBRP. And here is where I was making notes throughout the rest. Anytime I had notes specifically on the LBRP, like that referred exactly to the practice, I would go back to this early page. And these were sort of like notes on the technique, not actually continual diary form. It's crazy. I haven't looked at these diaries right since I wrote them. And so... Uh, I'm just only realizing what they what they are um, and so there's a note from uh, November 22nd 1996 uh, in my initiation of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn I realized a new level of this ritual yeah so after my first class um, with my my mentor I was like oh the way I've been doing it is powerful as it was and as effective as all the ritual work I've been doing from from May till till uh, my initiation in November of 96, despite doing all the even advanced rituals that I did in Donald Michael Craig, once I saw a magician in, in, the, in Temple Tehuti actually do the ritual with proper vibration, full volume, and, and just the full ritual movement, the way we move, the way we they channel energy and breath and all these things, I was like, oh, this can, this can be taken to a whole other level. So here's how I did the LVRP, wrote it down on so it would have been, this would have been right after Beltane, and we, I'm sure we did a Beltane ritual or something, or maybe we didn't, um, in my little coven of me and my two buddies, because, um, and I was like, I need to get more serious about this, they're, they're not, I, or they really weren't taking it that seriously, they mostly did rituals for, like, sexual power, potency, or girlfriends, and I would do my rituals on the Sabbaths for, like, spiritual, spiritual transformation, enhanced senses, and, and awareness, and all of these kinds of things, because I was really trying to acknowledge that, uh, magic could make up for, uh, maybe not starting with the best cards in, in life. Uh, dealt to me. So touch your head, forehead, vibrate on top. Yeah. Down, touch your right shoulder. Vigabua, Vigadula, fold hands, vibrate, Leolam, Amen. You go to the east, point at center. Right? Draw a pentagram. Starting at Earth, moving away from Earth. Moving away from Earth. And then full sign of the enter, fingers together, of course, Stephanie, you know this. Uh, I've, I've demonstrated this stuff, but this is just a good reminder. Go east, I would vibrate yo he So I'd actually vibrate out the letters. Um, 
then carry the line of bright white light from the blue, flaming blue pentagram, which doesn't have a circle around it because you want the light to extend in a sphere and a barrier all over you. Uh, the blue light of the pentagram and the white light of the circle that you're drawing in from Yotevavhe to Adonai, um, and then into the west, Eheye, full breath, of course, pushing as far as you can at the universe, then step back, stomp, sign of silence, and then repeat, Caroline to the north, but you do that really, really loud, uh, if you can, if you can't do it loud, given your environment, that's fine. But it's great to have a place where you can practice doing it loud because you really want to feel it vibrating through your whole body. It's not you're not just sending the vibration into the pentagram. You want it to resonate through your body. You and the pentagram are one. You are one energy, zooming out into the cosmos. That is something I found that uh, was a really important way for me to think of it, rather than just pushing energy out of myself. It's like I'm resonating with the thing because we are essentially I am everything, and I'm creating this energy going to the ends of the universe. Once you step back and do the sign of silence and stomp with your left foot. But you really feel, can almost feel like a pushback of the energy if you project it really strongly. It's like just this natural pendulum flow back from the pentagram, back to your body. So I wasn't doing any invoking rituals of the pentagram at this point. I had never heard of the theory of doing an invoking ritual at night and banishing at night. But I was, I was doing banishing religiously um, as much as I could. So then complete the line in the east and then stand with your arms out in the form of a cross before me vibrating wrong file and visualize the angel come before you and then turn around and hold that that part of your circle in front of you in the in the yellow and purple robes with his caduceus the more you visualize and breathe into that and, and empower it the better and then on your behind me gabriel on my right hand michael it's a michael because it's a the letter chaf in the Mikhail isn't isn't a ka. It would have had a dot in the center of the letter kaf if it's a kaf, kaf or chaf. And the het letter, the letter het is not a ch, guttural het in Hebrew. It's a soft het. It's like het, not like a hey, but a het. And the chaf without the dot in the center of the letter kaf is the chaf, the ch, the guttural sound chaf. So it's Mikhail, not Mikhail. Though I'm sure at some periods in some dialects they would have actually said that because language softens and hardens over time. So, you know, Rigardi said Malkus because of the Ashkenazi Hebrew that he, he had grown up with. On my left hand, Oriel. Some traditions have it Uriel, but Oriel, Oriel, light of God. Michael, who is as God. Gabriel, the strength of God from Geburah, Gabriel. Uh, for before me flames the pentagram and behind me shines the six rayed star um, I'm a big fan of and behind me shines the six rayed star and we can talk about that some other time then repeat steps one through five but again elongate those unless you're you know Try not to be in a rush. Try to do everyone as, as again, I've talked before about the importance of uh, sometimes taking a very long time to go through these rituals, make them their own meditation. I like how Pat Zalewski says that ritual work is like, uh, does he call it moving Zen? Uh, yeah, moving Zen, flowing Zen, it's, which is a kind of uh, a form of Zen understanding of, of meditation. I The thing that helped me the most in ritual work always Actually, the thing that gave me an advantage, I felt one, especially when I was initiating to the Golden Dawn temples, 
and doing the work in that in the temple space and the move the way that movement was done the real edge i felt i had in a full temple environment once i was there was eurythmy uh, rudolf steiner i think saw eurythmy and understood it as weightlifting for the aura and a way to naturally sort of it's like working out for your psychic senses and your, for the for the aura development and your your body of light and move it using eurythmy especially like the zodiacal forms the elemental forms in eurythmy with with your ritual work, uh, you know, is is uh, you know you could use Tai Chi like Padzaluski does, but I think the the eurythmy is that's the secret. I think that's what Steiner saw in eurythmy was this secret thing that no one else realized quite what it did, except the people who maybe created it. And it's uh, doing that almost every day from grade one to grade twelve was a big ed edge, I think, in my ritual work and ability to channel in energy, work with currents, invoke, and and all of that stuff. So there we go, there's, there's my notes on the LBRP. And then the ritual of the middle pillar, which we'll do next time. There you go. Let's, uh, let's uh, do the uh, theory before the ritual. Sound good? that for a backup so the meditation on Hippocrates yeah you haven't done anything like that before right nope. a guided meditation like no. that yeah is that something that you could see yourself being like able it. to follow Good. through on your yeah. own yeah 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 how did you feel after Good. I liked it. yeah for, for me it's it's almost hard to it almost feels like I'm waking up even when we just did it we just did a short instructional one like that it feels like yeah. I'm almost waking up when I come out of it yeah. and the more you, the more you do it the more it becomes the more profound it becomes uh, that's really I think the essential part of hermetic practice that people miss out is, is it's the repetition of, of most of these things that create that sense of personal experience and knowledge that makes it so embedded and you hear about people who can, you know, just astral travel very easily or slip outside of themselves very easily, project their consciousness. I haven't met anyone who, who really has ever thought that that develops any other way than through, through the daily sort of practice of the rituals. And a lot of people get scared off by that because they think they have to put on a whole production, put on robes, light candles and incense, but you don't. This stuff is all meant to be done any which way you can do it in your daily life. Fit it into anything, anywhere, anytime. The more time you have, like if you, we always start by creating a, an altar space in our room, like a sacred space that's got your altar cloth, whether it's a, you know, white silk or a Led Zeppelin banner, it doesn't really matter, whatever's sacred to you, create that sacred space in your room. And then that's a place where you can sit down or sit cross-legged in a chair stand and do those meditations and stuff and the more the more a large productions you put on for yourself the more sacrality and and holiness you build up around them and the more powerful they become especially when you keep them in that hermetically sealed circle of this is my spirituality and i'm doing it for my personal transformation so i can be a better person and help in the world and my friends and family and people i meet more eat without without less uh, with less obstacles than we face as as we all know in our daily lives <laughs> hard to get over ourselves so
that meditation and the silence that comes with it is a, very much about sealing and manifesting your will and intentions. The two key qualities of magician, according to some of our history, is will and imagination. If you can, the stronger you can imagine things and the stronger your will to imagine that they're real, the easier it is to manifest things in our life. I mean, these are the ancient techniques that literally were taken to popularize ideas like the secret power now, all of the pop psychology and pop spirituality we have, all were derived from these ancient ideas going back to the Emerald Tablet as above, so below. As you could see in the Harpocrates meditation, we go into the earth so that we can come back out of it again. Now with the other two main rituals that we do on a daily basis, we do the middle pillar, which is sort of like charging our chakras and the spheres, the five spheres on the tree of life, and a banishing ritual, which is seen by people in different ways. I like and to see it in my tradition as, as a purification of the impurities of the four elements of your being. And then, of course, vivifying them and, in, and infusing them with the power of spirit. And we do that through ritual. Any questions about that? Because no, I know it sounds like no, it's... I'm, I'm just taking it all in. Good. Like a giant sponge. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So the first, the first thing that really we do after we learn to do fourfold breathing and meditation and uh, the Harpocrates meditation is a expansion of the tradition it's something that I added that became popular because a lot of people were performing the basic ritual gestures which are the sign of silence and the sign of the enterer which is done by imagining pulling light down from above your head and projecting it out into the world right and it's some a lot of people are having a hard time imagining and building up that what we call egregore or imaginary belief structure. It's a word that really only comes out of the hermetic tradition. And it's an interesting word. So we say egregore a lot. We mean regularly, repetitively built up mental constructions mm-hmm. of who we are and how we want to be and, and yeah. the kind of life we want to create. Nothing more powerful than that sort of process in our lives, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. You know, what you focus on tends to become your reality. Mm-hmm. So the banishings or the purification rituals we do and the cleansings with the middle pillar, which charges us up, that's done by visualizing ourselves going the opposite direction up. And we do the same process, but we visualize ourselves sort of standing or sitting or however you want to do it, kneeling, pro- lie prostrate. You visualize yourself with the environment around you in the here and now. And then mentally projecting yourself upwards, but not leaving where you're at, but growing. Your body expands. You visualize that expanded growing, keeping your feet very grounded to the earth, which is why I like the Harpocrates meditation so much and the sign of silence around building that sense of stability yeah. and, and solitude and strength. Come in, Cat. Come on in, Princey. She's fucking going on. Okay. Yeah, so the more we build up that sense of groundedness coming out of the earth, I think the better our magic and our spirituality can flourish when we then visualize ourselves rising up to the universe. And you visualize yourself going past the planets, growing beyond the solar system, into the outer darkness, beyond creation, into that limitless nothingness, um, 
or ex nihilo, the, you know, because we hear in the creation stories about something was made from nothing. It's a very helpful thing to visualize ourselves entering into that nothingness, because when you enter into the nothingness, you really sort of destabilize your sense of self. You, you dissolve in, in an imaginary sense, and you could imagine yourself becoming or being whomever you want or doing whatever you want. And then that's where you encounter the divine light, and you bring that divine light into your body. Mm-hmm. Those rituals definitely have a strong temptation to lead people toward a vast amount of egoism, egotism, and self-centeredness if they don't approach them in the right way. If they don't do them, for example, with the discipline of knowing that these are just ways for you to become purified rather than almighty and all-powerful, mm-hmm. right? So the regular repetition of them on a daily basis, that discipline. And if again, if you fail in it, so what? Make a diary entry about how much you failed that day. I fucking suck today. I should have, I was going to do this. I feel so good every other day I do this, but I didn't. Keep track of it. Because it's that discipline that keeps the practices something personal and about your transformation rather than about a, a, fuel, a, a way of spiritually fueling your your arrogance and ability to judge others because they don't do what you do or they might not feel what you feel or understand what it is you've come to grasp through your practices. Like that is, that's something, that's just the pitfall we see of so many spiritual teachers falling into. And sort of the hermetic uh, way of dealing with that is by having a lot of silence and secrecy. Not because anything we do or say is, is too special or too powerful for anyone else, just because it's a very practical way of cutting your ego off at the past and not letting all the robes and regalia and the magic wands as we talked about and and all the titles distract you from what you're actually doing which is trying to become a better version of you Mm -hmm. access that true self let the false self diminish Mm -hmm. yeah so we have a lot of little safety nets to prevent us from grandstanding or letting our our Egos, yeah. egos go to our heads, yeah. especially when you're doing rituals that involve calling down the divine glory of God and commanding it to do your will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a lot of the preparatory work for doing, uh, you know, in, invocations and evocations to do with angels or demons, a lot of that sort of work is actually a very interesting process, Solomonic magic, of one moment being in the in charge of the universe the next moment being nothing and you're being dirt and you're scum before the eyes of god and you go back and forth between those two things it creates this sort of circulation of i'm almighty i'm nothing i'm almighty i'm nothing but that in itself has a psychological effect that can allow us to achieve some of the ecstatic states where you truly feel like you're in another plane of existence Mm -hmm. like from what i hear dmt to cause the effect of being fully in another reality Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll find out when i try it sometime Mm -hmm. so yeah the first ritual that that we do is the banishing and that's first done by doing a a kabbalistic cross you visualize yourself rising up to the universe pulling on the light Mm -hmm. and bringing that light down Mm -hmm. we have the divine names in hebrew that we say we say ata malchut Vigabura and Vigadula, just like the cross. Mm-hmm. And you visualize that light crossing across your whole being, mm-hmm. shooting out to the ends of the universe. And then, starting east, you draw a pentagram in front of you, mm-hmm. di- vibrating, again, another divine name, yod heh vav divine one of the four-letter names of God. Move to the next quarter, draw another pentagram, another divine name, Adonai, then behind you, Ehe, and to your left, 
Mm -hmm. Agla. There's four divine names with four letters each in them, and they're all names for God. God bless Hebrew for having all these powerful names of God that we can vibrate. Some of them are acronyms, like Agla is an acronym for Atag Gabur, Le'olam, Adonai, Thou art mighty forever, O Lord. Mm -hmm. So it's an acronym. Lots of stuff like that. And that's a purification. Use the pentagram to represent spirit governing the elements. You trace this imaginary circle of white light around you and have these blue flaming pentagrams visualized and that is a a balancing act i guess you could say on your spiritual level Mm -hmm. and it really does have this profound effect when done daily of building this sense of of safety and protection and security around you it also creates this sense of uh purification of your immediate reactions Mm -hmm. the sign of silence is very much all about preventing yourself over time from being so reactionary mm-hmm. from being able to increase that space between cause and effect where you can actually make an independent free choice mm-hmm. because as we all know like reacting is not having spiritual autonomy mm-hmm. if you're just constantly reacting to everything that happens in your life you end up becoming a pretty unhappy person yeah so that's why we do the banishing ritual some people do that before, some people do that after doing the middle pillar. The middle pillar is what we're going to do now. Mm-hmm. And because uh, it looks like you're comfortable there, we can do yeah. it sitting. So often it's done standing, sometimes yeah. it's done standing against the wall with your back lowered so your legs are at a right angle, mm-hmm. causing immense amount of pain and suffering to right. everyone who does it. But there's lots of ways, uh, postures we use to sometimes make these experiences more challenging and... Uh, strenuous and that again can help you achieve some altered states in which again who you are seems to become more shaken up and more flexible to suggestion and transformation when you're, especially when you're dealing with some big stuff you know as we all all do so if you want to join me we'll do uh we won't do a long middle pillar sometimes you, people do ones that take hours sometimes yeah. but you know often five minutes is all you need yeah uh you know 15 is good mm-hmm. um Usually what affects how long it goes is how many names you vibrate those divine, how many times you vibrate the divine yeah. names. So yeah. we'll do them just three times each. Princess wants to do it. Princess can definitely join us. I won't pick her up though because she's, uh, she's, she's, she she's like picking. She doesn't like picked up. Yeah. All right, so closing our eyes. We're going to let ourselves feel the ground again below our feet, the room around us. Then imagine yourself starting to grow and couple this with the fourfold breath. Breathing in and as you breathe out, you grow. Your head goes through the roof of the building. You're taller than the house now, staring down at it, with the trees becoming smaller as you rise up above the land. The airs whipping around you, you can smell the pine needles, feel the clouds and their moisture as your head slowly starts to approach them, growing to fill the universe rising up through the clouds into the atmosphere, the planets above you. You continue to grow. 
Feel your feet firmly planted on the earth from which you have been born and reborn time and time again, connecting you to the core of the earth and that seed from which you've germinated. You go past the moon, past Mars, the sun, all of them passing by your shoulders down to your hips and below you as you continue to grow beyond even the solar system. The Milky Way goes flashing by and you grow up through all planets, through all time and space, faster and faster. Feel yourself break through all of existence into the nothingness. The emptiness before time and space ever were. Look far beyond the void above your head. Glance up with your astral eyes. Project your will far above you to grab hold of that source of light beyond infinite creation, beyond the nothingness. Visualize that light coming down to fill above your head a golden white sphere of light, a scintillating white brilliance above your head. Visualize that sphere of light full of the potential of all beings from all of time. The source of your higher and true self and the light that infuses your body with spirit. The divine name will vibrate together is Eheye, which means I am, and we'll vibrate that, letting the sound fill our bodies and strengthen that white light above our head. Are you ready? Yeah. Focus on the white light above your head, feel that ball of white light strong so that if someone walked in the room, they might almost see it and breathe in and vibrate Eheye once more. <laughs> breathe in and feel that white light around your head, sparks of it shooting out around your body, that pure ball of divine white brilliance around your head and vibrate one last time with me Eheye. Hey, hey. Breathe in and hold that ball of light above your head for the count of four. One, two, three, four. And breathe in and send a ray of light down through your throat, exploding into a ball of white brilliance around your throat. This divine white brilliance shoots through your skull, through your brain, through your face, light shining out through your body and to explode around your throat in a brilliant ball of divine white brilliance. Feel it gather there around your throat, the source of your speech.
we breathe in, we will vibrate a longer name, Yod-Heh-Vav-Heh-Elohim. If you need to take multiple, multiple breaths, that's fine. If you can shorten each sound, that's fine. Just follow along as best you can. Yod heh vav Feel that white light cleanse and purify your throat of all imperfections, all impurities, all bad words, bad choices that you would enunciate with your lips and your mouth, cleansing your body and the fibers and the neurons and electrons and molecules of your body, purging any impurities out of you. We vibrate yod heh vav He elohim sound radiates through our being and strengthens and gives us the divine power to speak truth, to be honest with ourselves and others, keep our throats capable of drawing in that Ruach Elohim, the breath of God that infuses our bodies with life. Now we breathe in, feel that light, and as we breathe out we send a ray of light down into our hearts and solar plexus to explode into the third ball of white light, the sphere of beauty around our hearts in the center of our body. Breathing in and send that ray of white light down into your chest. Feel a ball of white light glowing with around your heart and solar plexus. Now remember that that ball above your head is still there, that waterfall of light bringing divine brilliance down through your head, through your throat, through your throat chakra, filling your heart below it in this single column of white brilliance from the infinite beyond. Sometimes more active breaths are helpful in between to feel that that light is circulating down in that central column within your being. We have the light around our hearts and solar plexus, purifying our lungs, purifying our veins, our heart, our stomach, our digestive system filling it with divine white and cleansing light feel that brilliance and we will vibrate the longest yet of the names of god we will vibrate yodhevave eloa vedaat you can just feel the sound and hum it with me in your heart time feel the white light around you breathe into it feel that white divine brilliance around your heart feel that ball of light pushing around your chest flowing down your arms strengthening your muscles your veins Feel that ball of light around your throat, the white light pouring down from your head, covering your eyes and ears and skin, cleansing even your hair cells, filling them with the divine white brilliance of the infinite. We'll breathe in one last time and focus on the sphere of beauty, the sphere of Tiferet around our heart. And that sphere of beauty, as we breathe out, we will exhale to our groin, forming a white ball of brilliance around our hips. 
breathing in and sending that ray of light shooting down down from our chest down from our heart into our groin into our hips around our thighs filling our abdomen with divine white brilliance purifying and cleansing us from the light of the crown above us the source of our ineffable being the origins of the holy guardian angels that guard us in our lives feel the white light around your groin breathing into it from the above we will infuse it with more divine brilliance and vibrate together the name Shaddai El Chai Shaddai El Chai Shaddai Feel the white light form around your hips, swirling there, spinning clockwise within your body, filling that sphere of light. We breathe in and vibrate Shaddai Al Chai. purifying and cleansing light infuse us with energy streaming down from the crowns above our heads down through our throat filling the white ball of light around our throat with the ineffable brilliance of purity cleansing light speech truth honesty and then flowing down into our hearts filling us with the ineffable beauty and appreciation for divine brilliance in all of nature filling our chest streaming down our arms then into our torso and abdomen, to our groin, our hips, purifying and perfecting all of our desires. Breathing in one last time, vibrate Shaddai El Chai. Breathe in, hold it for four. Visualize those four spheres of light in the four points of our body stronger than ever, pouring their divine infinite white light down into our groin. And we breathe in, and then as we breathe out, project a ray of light down to our feet. Feel that ray of light shoot powerfully into our feet and exploding into a ball of light around our feet, grounding us half below the earth, half above the earth, as we stand infinite above the world in the cosmos, connected below from the finite to the infinite, a single pillar of light between all time and space, the nothingness above and the infinite all below. We will breathe in, as we breathe in, vibrate, Adonai Haaretz, Lord of Earth. Breathing in Adonai Haaretz. Feel your body tingling with the white light all throughout you. One more time. Oh, 
back to your head, feel the white light engulfing your head and the crown chakra pulling in more light from the infinite beyond. Your entire body is now a streaming pillar of white light gathered and protected by these spheres guarded over by the divine names of God. These names stabilize these spheres in your being and give you purpose, truth, love and wisdom in all that you do and in every spark of energy in your body. We vibrate Adonai, Lord of Earth, one more time. Adonai, ha, aritz. Feeling that white ball of light below our feet, above our feet, grounding us to all of creation, to Mother Nature, to the goddess of the world, to the gods of the sky, to the fairies of the forest. All of creation, the four elements, earth, air, water, and fire around our feet, burning and blending and forming every ounce of our true will above to our feet and the kingdom of our worlds and daily lives. We know the truth that they say, the sphere above our heads is within the sphere below our feet. Kether is in Malkut as Malkut is in Kether. The crown is the kingdom and the kingdom is the crown. There is no difference between the sphere above our head, the above in the universe, and the below at our feet. What is in one is also in the other. Quodes superius as secret quodes inferius, that which is above is like that which is below. Now hold that visualization, keeping your eyes closed, and I will read the prayer of the gnomes and the kingdom of earth, and we will through this prayer, imagine the life that we want to create, the person we want to be, and the love that we can share with everyone we encounter. O oh, invisible king, who taking the earth for foundation, didst hollow its depths to fill them with thy almighty power. Thou, whose name shaketh the arches of the world, thou who causeth the seven metals to flow in the veins of the rock, King of the seven lights, rewarder of the subterranean workers, lead us unto the desirable air and into the realm of splendor. We watch and we labor unceasingly. We seek and we hope by the twelve stones of the holy city, by the buried talismans, by the axis of the lodestone which passes through the center of the earth. O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, have pity upon those who suffer. Expand our hearts, unbind and upraise our minds, enlarge our natures. O stability in motion, O golden splendor, O darkness veiled in brilliance, O day clothed in night, O master who never doth withhold the wages of thy workmen, O silver whiteness, O golden splendor, O crown of living and harmonious diamond, thou who wearest the heavens on thy finger like a ring sapphire, thou who hidest beneath the earth in the kingdom of gems, the marvelous seed of stars, live, Reign, and be thou the eternal dispenser of the treasures, whereof thou hast made us thy wardens. Amen. Amen. Oh, that was pretty good. Do you feel buzzing? Yeah, that was good, man. I think the recording screwed up again, though. Oh, it looks like oh it's no, still it's still going. going. No, it's still oh. going. Oh, oh, I can tell you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm vibrating. So you can see why people would extend the length of time they do that, because like if you had just increased, we did. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature, as well as educational videos. 
With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now. Hermetic Science Enterprises.co.uk